Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today, we're excited to welcome Mary Beth West to the podcast. Mary Beth is a nutrition coach and certified personal trainer who helps women create healthy, sustainable lifestyles. She opened her coaching practice in 2016 to help women ditch bad diets, overcome sugar cravings, and feel confident in their own skin. Mary Beth offers solutions to meet her clients' specific needs through one-on-one coaching and group options. Thanks for being here, Mary Beth. Hi, thanks for having me on. So before we start, can you just tell us a little about what you do as a nutrition coach and personal trainer and talk about your journey to get there? Yes, I'd love to. My journey to become a nutrition coach and a personal trainer began with my own weight loss journey. In 2011, I was an overweight mother and wife who felt really exhausted. I felt like I was trying to do everything for everyone else, but not really doing anything really well and felt like super overwhelmed all at the same time. But things started to change when I truly decided I didn't want to live like that any longer. And thanks to several coaches and trainers, I learned how to improve my diet, overcome real life challenges, and gain confidence in my own skin. And from there, I decided, hey, there's so many other women just like me that are struggling and not feeling their healthiest. And I decided to pursue it in my own in a career switch so I could help others through one-on-one coaching and group programs. Oh, that is so amazing. Congratulations for just making that decision and making that change because I think that's one of the biggest struggles is just getting to that point where you decide you're not going to do it that way anymore. And I know through us, our our own personal journey, we've, we kind of got to that point where we just made the decision. We're like, no, we're just from now on, we're going to do it differently. And we might have done it that way before, but the past is the past. And let's, uh, let's keep moving forward. Yeah, I agree. It all starts with that decision. Right, right. So everyone knows that fitness and nutrition is so incredibly important, but so many of us struggle in this area. And we're definitely no exception. We actually had another podcast guest about a month ago who was a fitness coach, but that episode had such great information and response that we knew we wanted to do more of these types of episodes and be able to really have different views and thoughts on the topic. So we're super interested today uh, to talk to you as we're still in the middle of our own fitness and nutrition journey. In your business, what are the obstacles that your clients are most often approaching you for help with? The top three obstacles that I hear over and over again are like, number one, they feel really limited with time to cook or plan meals. Number two, they're struggling with food cravings. And number three, they feel really confused on what to eat and how to eat because there's just so much information available about nutrition. Yeah, I know for us personally, we can definitely shed some experience on those exact same obstacles because I know for me, like growing up, like we did a lot of just eating fast food or eating whatever. And the concept of healthy eating kind of just has always eluded me. I never really understood Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to eat. And I think so often uh, you said that number three would be like that confusion and the information overload. And I think so often we we get marketed to and we get shown that these things are healthy. And then when you look at the labels, there's a bunch of ingredients of things that you've never heard of. And you're like, 
you can get, really get confused very easily as far as what is actually healthy. And I always laugh when I think about it because I saw a study one time and it was like ABC News or one of the top news stations. And they looked at the top salads at all these restaurants. And most people went for like the Cobb salad because it's a salad and you can feel better about it and you can feel healthier. But what they discovered is that the Cobb salad was actually worse than the bacon cheeseburger on the same menu at all of these different places. And I think so often we're just, that's, so that's thrown, in, thrown in our face and, and we don't really know what to do with that. Yeah, that is absolutely true. It's so funny, you know, how you can watch the news in the morning and they say XYZ diet is, is really good for you. And then you're scrolling through Facebook and a little bit later an expert saying, no, do it this way instead. So, you know, it's, and the food marketing is a whole nother issue entirely. And you know, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed just day to day, like what we're talking about, what's really true. But I think that's one of the best parts of coaching people, helping them cut through all that confusion and just, you know, identifying that there's some good information and then there's some bad information and things that are kind of neutral, things that may work well for someone at a certain point in their journey. But for right now, maybe such and such isn't the greatest for you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I find that focusing like on really simple, uh, keeping things simple with nutrition is the best way to go because simple is sustainable. Simple is something that you can do every day without having to be too elaborate with your preparation or thinking ahead by focusing like on real food, things that have the mother or came from the ground, that's going to nourish your body in the best way. And coupling that with like lifestyle habits to keep things going long term can really help with that confusion. Definitely. And do you have any other tips for overcoming some of those obstacles that you had mentioned? Yeah, like with limited time, I can identify how that is a struggle for people because Everyone has a really health, not healthy, really busy uh, lifestyle a lot of times. And especially with many families that have busy children that are playing spring sports, you really feel limited with time. So just starting with planning two or three meals a week can help you gain some confidence and skills to keep things going to next week. Maybe you'll plan another two or three meals, or you might plan a few more as you get more practice. So I think that can be helpful. And with overcoming food cravings, I think one of the best things you can do for yourself is to keep those trigger foods, those foods that you really crave that are unhealthy, not even in your house, definitely out of sight. Because when you set yourself up for success, you won't stumble into that bag of chips when you get stressed or when you get hungry. So keeping things out of sight. And then for strong food cravings, when they hit, you know, let's see see if you can wait five minutes to see if that hunger wave will pass you by. So that can be helpful with food cravings. Mm -hmm. And then I know that with summer coming up, a beach trip, at least for us, is likely to be in order. And since we can't be Mm -hmm. the only ones who probably struggle with interruptions in the routine, like even good interruptions like a vacation or people coming to visit or anything, I wanted to ask about how to handle that specific issue. Are there any strategies you found to help clients navigate eating while traveling or being on vacation? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, I personally love to go to the beach too. It's one of my favorite (laughs) spots to go. (laughs) And there's lots of things to enjoy when we're on vacation. 
But one strategy that can be really helpful is to be prepared. For me, I think being prepared is like a superpower. You can prepare by packing healthy travel snacks for long car rides, like pre-cut veggies and fruit, having some protein powder or some high-quality protein bars and nuts. That can be really helpful to avoid a lot of pit stops that may get you off track when you're eating. And also by doing a little bit of research before you go to a new restaurant. Thankfully, so many restaurants have like online menus. You can take a glance at that from your phone, super easy, and kind of have a few ideas of things that you might want to try that might be a little bit healthier, you know, looking for more vegetables and grilled proteins instead of fried, you know, making some options like that, looking for options like that on the menu ahead of time can help you before you arrive at the restaurant super hungry. But, you know, we definitely want to have some treats while we're on vacation, I know. And you can keep a balance with that as well when you plan ahead. So like if you wanted to have a small treat every day, like a little little ice cream treat or maybe some candy or a drink or something, you could definitely fit that into your day when your other meals are mostly healthy and you're focusing on real food, the other part of the day, you could have a small treat on your vacation like that. Or if you wanted to have a bigger treat day that may have, you know, more treats in it, bigger meals, things like that, you can balance that out by having other days on your vacation that are more focused on healthier meals. So just a little bit of a balance with your choices can help you have both things in your day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and it's funny that you said most restaurants, and I have seen that most restaurants, they'll have nutritional facts or they'll have ways that you can look ahead. And, and I've definitely tried to do that because I want to be more prepared and make the best choices. Now, one of the things that kind of brings to my mind when you talk about that is when you look at all these fads and you look at all these diets, they're all looking at different things. So like I've seen where you really need to count your carbs. And a lot of the diets are counting your carbs, but then others are looking at your calories. And I know just from talking to other people about it, they're like, well, yeah, this is healthy. And I'm like, well, from what I'm looking at though, it's not really that healthy because it's got all this saturated fat or it's got all these calories. So how do we really know how to like cut through all of that and know what we really should be focusing on to be like the healthiest people we can be? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think with you know just focusing on sustainable healthy meals by looking at building a plate that is probably close to 50% veggies and fruits you know having that focus and having a good balance of protein like with a quarter of your plate being protein you know having half of it being veggies and then having a little bit of fat like with nuts or with oil incorporated can be helpful to keep you fuller. And then also having some starchier type of vegetables or some whole grain carbs rounding out your plate. So I don't think for most people, they do well from going from like zero to counting every carb or calorie. Sometimes people start out a little bit better when they can know what a healthy plate looks like and start to build that instead of feeling super overwhelmed of, does this have too much of this or that in it? By focusing on 
healthy choices and building a nice rounded out plate can be a good place to start. And then as you refine things as you go, or you have special events coming up that you're training for, you may need to progress into a little bit more of watching some of those details. But for everyday people, focusing on real food and a healthy balanced plate is a great place to start. Gosh, I love that because I'm one of those people that's like, I'm not going to really sit there and count a bunch of things, but I do want to make sure that I'm focusing on eating the right kind of foods. So having that guideline Mm -hmm. of like the 50% veggies and fruits and the quarter protein, those are really helpful guidelines, I think, for probably most of us who maybe fall more like me and are like, I'm not doing with all that. I'm just going to focus on being healthier overall and not stress about like each individual line on the nutrition facts. Yeah, exactly that. And if we try to to do too much all at the same time, we can have a a mistake happen along the way, get overwhelmed. And then it's so easy just to go back and just say, this is too difficult. I'm going to go back to fast food, you know, whatever. Mm So Mm -hmm. avoiding that overwhelm is super important. Yeah. Speaking of avoiding overwhelm, we had talked a little bit about meal planning earlier, and I wanted to just revisit that. How can you plan healthy meals that don't just get boring from eating all the same things all the time. Like, I don't want to just eat chicken and a veggie every single night of my life. So how do you, what are your strategies or tips or how do you get around just, you know, eating the same things night after night? Yeah, mealtime boredom is a real thing. It happens to me and it happens to everyone else. And so it's really good to have a game plan of how to deal with it when it hits you. You know, if you're all of a sudden feeling really uninspired, don't feel like cooking, you can overcome it by getting a new cookbook. I recently got a new cookbook when I was feeling kind of bored. I wanted something physically in my hand. So I went through some recipes in this new cookbook. Sometimes I'll go through emails or Pinterest and just looking at new recipes or pictures of new meals helps me get more interested and inspired to cook something new. I personally don't like really difficult recipes or things that require a lot of ingredients. So for me, I think you can create many fresh, yummy meals without spending all day in the kitchen. Definitely a preference, you know, how people like to cook. But just looking for just a little bit of inspiration can be helpful in in getting more excited about cooking healthy meals and getting out of that rut. Right. Yeah. And, and speaking to your point, I mean, that's, that's exactly what I found. So like we've been recently on, on a journey of just trying to eat healthier and just trying to be better overall. But one of the things I found is you find these recipes and they'll have all these ingredients that I literally have no idea what they are. And I have no idea Mm -hmm. what aisle they would possibly be in at the store. But I think, like you said, keeping it as simple as possible and looking for for recipes on Pinterest or online that have the fewer amount of ingredients can really open that up for for everyone out there. And I think also a little bit of common sense comes in as well. Like I've found that one of the strategies I've had is instead of like where I would used to bring in a pack of bagels every week to work and I would eat a bagel with cream cheese every single day, I've replaced that with an apple or some other kind of fruit. And I mean, I can only imagine how healthy that is, but I think a little bit of common sense has to come into it as well because coupled with like the Pinterest recipes, a lot of times I'll see, well, it's like, this is a healthy recipe, yet it's like a bacon cheeseburger dip or some kind of thing where it's like, now how can that actually be healthy? (laughs) 
Yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, common sense definitely does need to come into into play. And you know, as you practice healthier skills and cooking healthier, you start to pick up on that and say, "Oh, wait a minute. I don't quite need that ingredient. I could use this one." You know, it, it's definitely a learning process and you can put those that knowledge to to work. <laughs> yeah, like one thing we recently started using is coconut oil and also using mm. Oh goodness, what is it? Greek yogurt for cooking. And prior to oh, yeah. prior to this stuff, I was like, who would use any of that? Like, why? Why wouldn't you just use butter? And why wouldn't you just use sour cream or any of those? You know, and it's so funny mm-hmm. that now I'm like, oh, we can totally use that. That's a great alternative. And I have no idea, like, if it's the best thing that we could be using, but I'm assuming it's way better than it was previously. So we're sticking with it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Those are some nice changes. Try some new things. Yeah. I want to talk to a lot about lunchtime. Lunchtime can be a struggle for those of us, especially like in the working, working in the office setting. Fast food can definitely seem easier, but it's not a great strategy for living a healthier life. Are there any lunchtime ideas like meal ideas that are easy enough to be made in advance, but they'll still taste good by the time we're actually eating them? Yes, definitely. But I'll first tell you that I am a reformed fast food addict. In the past, I was one of those daily people at the Golden Arches, sometimes twice a day. And uh, in the moment, having a fast food meal that's so quick seems like a great idea. But after the fact, we all feel so gross. So, yeah, it's best to avoid that as much as we can. And you can make lunchtime um, recipes at home that don't have to be really boring, one thing that I always recommend to people is to have a one pan meal. So getting a really big like baking sheet out, you can bake at the same time one or two protein sources and a few of your favorite vegetables. And then for lunch, you can mix and match those protein and veggie options, round it out with some fresh fruit, some nuts, some nut butter, things like that. And then you have some variety throughout the week that will definitely fill you up and give your body more nutrition than any really quick meal can ever do. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think for us that we have, like I said, we've tried to institute a lot of those things and it's amazing how much better you feel. Like you said, you go to McDonald's or you go to a fast food and it sounds great in theory and it feels good in the moment while you're doing it, but it takes a very short time to be feeling that terrible feeling. And we found that we're just like dragging the rest of the day. I think one of the mm-hmm. biggest misconceptions I had, and maybe it's a man thing or, or, or maybe not, but it was like, if I'm going to be eating healthy, then I'm just going to be starving all the time because I, I just am not going to be getting the meat and all the different things that I'm used to. And I'm just going to be starving. And one of the things that I've been so surprised in is even if you're eating a smaller amount or you're eating a larger amount of those healthy veggies and fruits, it sustains you for much longer than you would ever believe in your mind. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It really will fill you up a lot of that fiber, all that whole food nutrition is it takes your body longer to digest. So you're going to stay fuller uh, longer than you would with a really simple meal that's processed food that your body can break down so quickly that doesn't fill you up very long. Right. Now you said that you were a a reformed fast food. I don't know if you use the term junkie, but I will say we we definitely (laughs) we would definitely were there. We can be that ridiculous. But I know for Mm -hmm. me, even eating healthy now, one of my hardest things is getting those cravings. 
because I was so used Mm -hmm. to doing that and it's been, it was a habit for so long. And I know that that's a big obstacle for everyone out there. And we all experience that. And I know you said that a lot of times you can wait in that five minutes and see if the hunger passes. But let's say that after that five minutes, we still want that burger or we still want that chocolate or dessert. How would you advise your Mm -hmm. clients to handle that? Because are there ways that we can teach ourselves to just have those healthier cravings naturally? Yes, it will happen. Sometimes we just need to be patient with ourselves as our taste buds are changing. When we focus more on meals that are real food and eating foods that are eating less processed foods, your taste buds will change. It does take time. And those cravings will pop out no matter where you are in your journey at the beginning, or if you are an experienced athlete, everybody's dealing with some cravings. So if you've waited a few minutes to see if that craving will pass and it hasn't, you may want to check in with yourself and say, okay, am I truly hungry? Maybe I'm hungry and I'm looking for a really quick energy source with this junky type of food. So if you're truly hungry, of course, try to reach for a balanced meal and then check in with yourself to see if that has satisfied you. You know, instead of immediately grabbing for that craving food, just slowing down just a little bit and being in tune with your body can definitely pay off. That's a really, really good point. Because just last night I was starving and dinner was nowhere near ready. And I was like, I just need these crackers and I ate way more crackers than I probably should have. And what I could have done was just open the fridge and get out the grapes or the fruit that was already sitting in there, already prepared. And that I wouldn't have felt like, oh man, why did I just eat so many stupid crackers? Yeah, crackers, they're they are hard to put down once you get started. But, <laughs> but the good thing is like, you know, when you think about it, oh, well, okay, well, I should have, I could have done this then the next time you may be more likely to grab for the grapes. So I think we can, we can kind of frame everything as like a learning experience and uh, just continue to do better every, every day. For sure. We definitely have opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you help your clients find the balance between eating well and truly enjoying life? Not that, you know, I don't believe that like the only way you enjoy your life is through your food or anything like that. But just in general, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that there can be that sort of like deprivation that you feel and how do you, make sure that you're still being able to go out with friends for drinks every once in a while or do any of the fun stuff that we think of and still be on a on a good track for fitness and health. Yeah, I think there definitely can be a balance with eating well and enjoying treats when we have a healthy lifestyle. If most of your meals are on plan for your goals, you have nice, healthy, planned or balanced meals, there's definitely room for some treats during the week. I personally really love pizza. And I have it almost every week. So for me, I've seen how I can have a balance by pre-planning in those treat meals, like the pizza that I said I loved. Um, When I'll have that, the rest of my meals for the day kind of go to balance out that fattier, heavier carb type of meal. So just balancing it out throughout the day will allow you to have fun and stay on pointing towards your goals as well. Oh yeah, that is so true because I think the hardest part too is like you said, you want to make it as easy as possible on yourself because as humans, like we generally don't want to lean into any like discomfort. We want it to be easy. And if it's not easy, then we're just going to go back to our old habits. And I know that for Mm -hmm. us, 
you want to go all in and and I'm guilty of that. My personality, if I go into something, I want to just go all in. But it's nice to hear and it's refreshing to hear that you are allowed to have some of those cheat days. And if you just think about that logically, if you're replacing all of your meals throughout the week or most of your meals throughout the week with a healthier option, then when you sit down to have that pizza or you sit down to have something that you might want to overindulge with, you don't have to feel so guilty because you've been making all the great decisions throughout the week to lead you to the point where you get to have that little treat. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that's how we can approach healthy, eating well, taking care of ourselves as a lifestyle because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. We can enjoy everything just in the right balance. Right, right. Yeah. And and while we've really been today focusing on nutrition, I know that you're also doing personal training. And I'm curious that like how does exercise fit in into everything we've talked about? Like how does it fit in with nutrition and is there one more important than the other in your mind? I believe exercise is super important for managing our weight and having a healthy body. Um, and it complements how we fuel our bodies. And um, if you can just start with just a few minutes a day, moving more like with walking, just 10 or 20 minutes a day, it can improve your health. So just starting small. And ideally, people would start to build on a few minutes of movement into some strength training and having a nice balance of some cardio. Just any movement that you can get throughout the day is going to help you with your health. But for me, I... I'm sure you've heard that you can't out-exercise a poor diet, and that is just 100% true. So in my opinion, nutrition should really be the main focus with exercise a very close second to help complement what you're trying to accomplish with your food and building a healthy body, of course. So they're both important, but definitely can't out-exercise a poor diet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and one yeah. of the things we've found is we we really started running, and that's like our main point of exercise because it's something we can enjoy and be outside and really feel good about that. And it was amazing the relationship mm-hmm. between deciding to be fit and being out there working out and running and then how aware you become of the things that you're then shoveling into your mouth and how you're like man mm-hmm. if i i just ran 4 miles and yet i'm going to try to eat this mcdonald's and i would have to run like 15 miles to be able to get up to that point and burn that off so it's awesome the yeah. relationship between the two because doing one you start to think about the other and you kind of almost balance that out in your mind Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, we definitely get more conscious of of those things when we're we're moving more and we're eating better. We we don't want to lose our results. So we want to keep things a little bit more reined in and focused on the same goal. Definitely agree. Mm -hmm. And before we officially, officially wrap up, I just wanted to ask you for anyone interested in finding out more about you or your services, how can they find you? Yeah, I can be reached at my website, which is www.marybethwest.co.co. And also I'm on Instagram at marybeth.west. Awesome. Mary Beth, it's been so fun talking to you today. We really appreciate all of this. We can't wait to take some of these tips and implement them into our own nutrition journey. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Really nice to meet you guys. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools in Love podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.